Hey everyone and welcome back to Class 1A Podcast. Today we are diving into six big moments that manga fans are excited to see animated in Season 6 of My Hero Academia. Yes, that is a mouthful, but these moments are so juicy that it's completely worth opening up with that. Because we have six here, we came up with a massive list, kind of narrowed it down to these top six. So if your favorite moments aren't on here, we totally understand Season 6 is set up to be a fantastic season of My Hero Academia. But today, me... Andrew Nimsgren, James Graham, and Dylan Beal are going to be digging into six moments that we're all excited about. Just kind of talking about why we're excited about it and all that. But before we actually start talking about the moments, it's been a while since all three of us have been back on a podcast. I'm excited to get going. We're starting to get close to season six. This is obviously our first season six centric episode, which we haven't done in forever. And now from here on out, it's all season six, which is so much fun to do. I'm hyped. I love it. I don't know. Uh, especially like the lead up to it. Um, there's like these... I, it's like it's about like what four or five weeks until we actually have the episodes right. yeah um but always during this time whenever we do like the lead up where we're like oh all the most we're hyped for and then like the recap of the last one everything i don't know it's always i don't know it's exciting i get a little shivers it's great it's gonna be nice to just get back like it's gonna get be nice to get back into the rhythm of knowing like i get new my like animated my hero every week you know what i mean and just like the anticipation of having that like and looking forward to it and stuff like that like i, I love like reading waking up and reading the chapters as much as the next guy but like i'm done that in like maybe five minutes you know what i mean but i get 23 minutes ish yep. uninterrupted and it's i'm oh pumped absolutely pumped no, I completely agree. I mean, I remember when we used to record these early on, I'd wake up like at four in the morning, which is when they'd come out my time and watch it. And they go back to get and watch it again right before it came out. Cause I was just so excited to see what was happening because that was before I read the manga when he first started. Now, obviously the manga is a little different, but that's how excited I used to be for these episodes coming out. Okay. Okay. I want to correct the record a little bit. Cause I don't think you always woke up at 4am. I think sometimes you were staying up till 4am to watch yeah, it. And then you went to bed. Yeah, either you way, peaked, you degended out, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we get on camera, we find Andrew, and he's just like in a glaze. I'm like, two Red just... Bulls in at fucking <laughs> eight in the morning. Uh, but I mean, I think just another reason I love this kind of episode before we dive into the first one is that it reminds us of like how awesome sometimes my hero academy can be because we're looking at just the best moments sometimes in a manga and uh, kind of a arc as long as a war arc. So, obviously, before we start talking about anything. This is for anyone that has read all the way through the war arc and a little bit into the hospital arc right before um, Deku kind of takes off. Is kind of what we're assuming for. We're assuming if you read the manga, you're probably all the way caught up um, on the series, but there will be spoiler warnings. We're talking about all the big moments from the upcoming war arc and maybe a little bit afterwards. So that is what we're doing. That's a big spoiler warning kind of going forward. But with the war arc, there were so many cool moments. It's one of the longest arcs in My Hero Academia history. So just talking about the top ones, got a goosebump bumps a couple times talking about it. but. Are you guys ready to dive right into the first one? Let's get yeah. into it. So, I will take off this first one. I'll let you guys kind of take off your other ones after this. But I want to pitch to you the best episode of My Hero Academia that's probably ever going to happen. Chapter starts up. Warark isn't going very well. You just see a plane coming in from over the sky. And who is it back from the dead or supposed dead? Best genus. Has a couple really cool quotes here. He has a steel fiber cable, which apparently because it says fiber, he can control it. And he jumps out of the plane, wraps up Gigamachia. And even though as the episode's going on, there's a lot of big combat, a lot of big moments with him being back, things aren't looking rough. And you know what the episode's going to end with? Coming from underground, yelling his line, yelling power, coming up and uppercutting a no moon in the sky is Mirio coming back after losing his quirk. 
I mean, not even one of these moments would be such a cool My Hero Academia moment by itself, but knowing that this all happened in one chapter, it's guaranteed to be in the same episode pretty much at some point during the season. And it was just two big moments, one at the beginning, one at the end, that is going to make for such a hype and unpredicted episode for people that haven't seen it. And for us seeing both these characters back on screen for the first time in such a long time is going to make it so cool for us to see again. I mean, do you guys agree? Do you think that is going to be a great episode or am I just kind of spewing stuff and you think that's not even close to the highlights? All right. Well, okay. Just to start off, I am never going to have a moment where I don't completely just get super hyped over seeing the back-to-back, back-to-back-to-back greatest genius of all time show up. He's incredible. He's so he's so cool. He's amazing. And then the, the second reason I'm hyped for that is because real manga, real, real manga heads out there, the ones that have to read the leaks on Fridays because you can't wait for it, uh, are going to remember the the panel with Mirio because uh, when he comes back, uh, the fan translation was not power, but instead it was just Pog. Uh, I'm just going to remember that during that <laughs> scene. So I'm incredibly hyped for that episode regardless. I do. I, I remember like having like a visceral response to, to like opening, like not opening, like literally, you know, because we we, watch, we read it in the browser. But like, I remember seeing Best Genus in the plane and losing my goddamn mind. Because yes. I, I thought that was the coolest thing. We hadn't seen him in so long. You thought he was dead. Like it was, I, re- I remember being super pumped for that. And I'm so, I'm so excited to see it animated. It's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. We really like, didn't know what was happening with Hawks still. I mean, anime yeah. only watchers have no idea what side Hawks is on at this point still too. So that kind of reassures what side he is on too. So that brings back the whole Hawks arc and kind of gets you excited about him being a good guy again too. So it's more than just best genius coming back after thinking he's dead, but it's also like, yes, Hawks is actually a good guy because he's such a cool character. It'd be sad to lose him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, uh, it's going to, that, that one episode is going to be incredible. Yeah. I mean, Dylan, I think you had something else that kind of cut off there for a second. No, you, you literally said the exact same thing I was going to say of like, this is also a big moment for Hawks because it is the, like the reveal reveal of he's not like this weird gray zone kind of hero. It's like, no, he's actually just a good guy. Yeah. And don't exactly. worry, this is not the last time we'll talk about Hawks here because somehow he has an even better moment coming up here later on in the list. But Dylan, do you want to take the second option on our list? Yes, I do. Oh, man. Okay, listen, listen, listen to this. It's going to be so cool because forever, forever, everybody's hyping up Miriko because obviously she has a really cool design, right? Like she's just yeah, a really why. buff rabbit lady. Yeah, that's... Everyone loves her because of that. So it's going to be amazing when everyone who is anime only watchers finally understands why we love Miriko. It's because this scene right here of where she busts into the hospital, tears up like every single Nomu in sight, losing arms and then captures the doctor incredibly incredibly cool and i'm like um i'm pretty sure it's the very end that she fights a high end is that right is that one of the fights at the end a high end fight and like whenever the high ends come out like you know it's going to be a really good fight and it was it was good to read through it um but i don't think that they emphasize that her her quickness and how fast she is in the panels it's really hard to like capture that um like if you're going literal frame by frame so i just want to see it like i I just want to see it animated so we can see the speed there and we can see her actually fight in full animation don't get it twisted we also gave dylan this one because mirko is a muscle mommy and you actually get to see it animated and that's why dylan's actually really hyped about it yes but no it is it is going to be sick because she is like a like a very like iconic character of of the of the of the show and to actually see her 
power animated. Like, yeah, like, we get it. She's super hot, but, like, at the same time, she's also a badass. Like, she absolutely just destroys everything, and you do get to see it animated. And, Dylan, you're 100% right. The the pages, I don't think, do it justice. It, it was a good read, but I think, yeah, the animation, and especially what, like, Bones can do, like, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really good to good to watch yeah for sure. it's gonna be a whole entire episode i think 100%. a lot of, a lot yeah, of that yeah. fight and i, I, I think that's that. gonna be a reoccurring moment with all of the war arc the war arc was phenomenal as it was on paper and i think something like the best genus emirio kind of arrival that could be done well on paper but there are so many crazy fights that happen in the war arc that happen so fast so much blur when it comes to the pages that when they're transferred over to animation you know this is going to have a massive budget to kind of be done um it, it's really going to be it's really going to shine. I think out of the list, uh, everything behind the list, this is probably the moment that is going to be elevated the most because of animation. Because again, yeah. Mirio moves so fast. So uh, seeing her just kind of bounce around panel to panel won't do the same because we've never seen Mirko fight at this point. I think not, she's been no, around like, no, once not, or twice, but never really seen her fight much. Not, mm. anim- not animated. No, like this is, this is going to be like her, like her fight, her moment, everything like yeah. that. So no, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. Yeah, and again, just again, uh, for manga readers, obviously, um, this just starts off Mirko being a badass for the rest of the series. So it is yeah. really cool to finally <laughs> have her get her limelight started. Um, James, I think we don't have much else to say on that one. I think we want to move in to the next one, which is kind of a mix. So I'll let you lead off with the list, and I'll add more to it after. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of tied all around the big Shigaraki fight. Like everybody remembers it because there's a ton of stuff that happens in this. Like, Aizawa kind of loses, like, he loses a leg, Deku's losing his shit, like, he's, he's kind of, like, he's at the point where he's, like, he's raging out, he doesn't have full control of all his quirks, um, and this kind of, like, gets him caught off guard to the point where he's gonna get blasted by Shigaraki, but the GOAT, once again, the Vegeta to the Goku, dude, Bakugo just comes in and says, get the hell out of the way, I'll take this one for you, and he just wears, like, what is it, like, five in the chest? Like, it is, like, he, he gets blasted, but I think... This seeing this animated once again is going to further drive home how much character development goes on with Bakugo throughout the show, like and throughout the series entirely. Like I think seeing this animated, like I mean, we talk about like seeing cool fights that are going to be animated. Seeing this animated is going to just polarize the rest of the fan base. I think into stop like a lot of the fan base has a has a problem with thinking Bakugo is still this guy who tells people to kill themselves. You know what I mean? There's character growth. He is the most involved character in this entire show. And this is a moment when you see it animated is going to pull on the heartstrings and it's going to drive it home. Yeah. And and as like the number one Bakugo fan here, I got to emphasize on why it's so important too. Uh, Because during that scene, it's an entire callback to the first chapter of where Deku saves Bakugo. And he says, um, my feet were moving before I could even think. And that is exactly what this scene is. It's the full entire circle of that where Bakugo is like my feet moved before I could even think to save Deku. And it's like, if they, they ended the series there, I'd be happy. Not really, but like it's, it's the perfect <laughs> arc to like where, where it started and where we're at. Like I, I would have expected a moment that good to be at the very end of the series. It was, it's, it's that yeah. incredible. And I think it just sets up for a really, really good episode too, with this kind of probably being another conclusion because kind of going on, like you were saying earlier, James, it, it starts off kind of right before this 
with Deku just losing his mind. Uh, people are saying his body's gonna just give out with how much rage he's putting out. He does like eight smashes and like five panels. Like yeah. Deku's just losing it. So the chapter opens up with Deku raging with all this amazing animation, amazing fight. And then just suddenly out of nowhere, just flashbacks are playing. You just get all these Bakugo flashback playings. You get the sad little music. You get a little bit of a Bakugo voiceover. Then you just see him jump in front. And you see him take the bullet. Everyone reacts. Episode ends. Like, if you were an anime-only yeah. watcher, that is going to be another crazy episode because of the first half, which is pure combat and just amazing animation, to wanting to cry at the end, kind of seeing that, being left on that cliffhanger, what happens. Again, there are so many good moments in this arc that sets up for such good beginning and ends of uh, episodes which I don't feel like a lot of arcs do well, but it feels like this was made for TV because of where things get left off sometimes, the chapters. So I'm so excited to see that. I, I do want to just add to Dylan's point where, you know, you do see this, like the loop almost closed between Bakugo and Deku. The fact that it happens here does not cheapen their relationship either. It doesn't cheapen the dynamic that the, the story keeps going past this and that, that, kind of closes its full circle you know what i mean it just gets better after this too as i'm like I, we're assuming that a lot of people at this point are manga only readers so you guys you guys know you guys know it keeps getting better right so but yeah no it just it just adds to it it's sick yeah and again i, I i'm just i'm excited for all this all this just gets me so excited for season six the one thing that doesn't get me excited for season six is this next one on the list we sat down before kind of working on this list we talked about this one for like 15 minutes because it is so divisive on kind of where it is. And the next one that we're including on the list is Midnight's Death at the very end of the war arc. Um, I mean, I'll kind of give my pitch and I'll let Dylan or James, whatever you guys want to kind of go out with that. For me, I'm excited for this moment because it gives them a chance to kind of make good a wrong, in my opinion, that Midnight's Death was off screen. We saw her kind of get jumped by a group um, for like one or two panels that we don't see her then at the very end of the war arc we just see everyone crying over a mask and she's one of the only deaths from, really that matters from the entire war arc at this point in the series one of the only two deaths that have ever mattered in my hero academy with the other one being sir night eye and it happened off camera so for me i hope they give us one little moment here one additional scene something to give a little bit more depth to the interaction because for me it's just not a much and i hope they really fix that in season six you going uh, all right yeah. yeah you, all right. You, you, first, you, you, first of all, first of all, how are you gonna do my boy Crust that dirty? Okay. Fuck off. The only only death. All right. Listen, Crust yeah. is great. Uh, second of all, I I think this scene is like, it, maybe it could have been done a little bit better in another series, but I think this was really good for my hero for two reasons. So one, um, they emphasize the brutality of the death by not showing it. So you see a group of people, and then you literally just see her mask and blood stains. And like that emphasizes that like this is the kids are literally looking at something so brutal they can't show it. Um, so I think that works. And the second one is I think it fits the theme of the arc itself being a war arc really well. Um, because like think of the trope of like an actual like um, war movie. Uh, a very classic scene is to have kind of towards the end or you have a big climax and it's a big battle and you have everyone winning. Everyone's going around and kind of cheering. But then they take a second, they look around, and there's people missing. There's people that didn't make it to the end of the fight. And then at the end of this war, even though there's a victory, there's like this solemnness afterwards because of the people that were lost during it. I feel like Midnight's captures that moment perfectly, and it hits the trope of an actual like war arc really well. Um, and I think in a different series, I think it could have been done a little bit different. Um, 
but we also haven't been with Midnight, right? Because like Midnight doesn't really have the opportunity to be like, uh, you were saying this a little bit earlier, but Midnight doesn't have the opportunity to like hold, hold, um, uh, hold someone's hand when, when they're dying. Like, hey, do you remember that time uh, that I came into your classroom and acted really sexy uh, and everyone laughed? Like there, there, there is no good like heart touching moments as with some of the other mentor characters. So why, why try to force that in if it doesn't even exist? Yeah, and I think I think that kind of adds to like it, it is it, I think it is definitely like a, like a polarized topic of like how they kind of kill her off because like it's yeah her whole entire thing is supposed to be this kind of sexy like you know sex appeal character and stuff like that but when you just like offer and then you don't get any real closure it's just it is it is one of those off screen deaths I think that makes it, I almost think, I feel like it makes it worse. You know what I mean? Because you don't really know. It plays on your imagination and you're like, oh God. Like, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't get that. You don't get, again, you don't get the closure. And I think that's the big thing is that it's left to, you're left to your own devices to try and figure out what could have happened. What elicited all these responses from all these characters to see her like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, I think. I don't think they should animate it. I don't think it has its place. I understand that Horikoshi gets a lot of flack for how he kind of does his, like what he does with his female characters and stuff like that. But I don't think this was one that was totally mishandled. I really don't. Yeah, uh, I just want to close on a really, really short topic or short, short point about that. Cause yeah, I do agree that like Horikoshi is awful at writing women. It's absolutely terrible. It doesn't get better after this either. In fact, it no. just gets worse. Um, but I, I, I think I do agree that like, I, would like this scene to be fixed by them going back at the very beginning of my hero and just writing a lot of the women characters better. I think that's what actually fixes it. I don't think that there's any like band-aid you can throw on it or scene rewrites to really make this not a little, uh, you know, meh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I think, I think you, you're not going to be able to fix the part where you do have the two sides of the argument being like, well, you know, this is a chance to fix it or it doesn't need to be fixed the only way to do that is you start from scratch and rewrite. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I do get the point about closure. I do really like the closure point and that like, you don't always get closure in every single death. And I think that kind of really does drive home some of the work. I completely agree with that, but we had enough time for Horikoshi to put Grant Torino getting his head smashed into the ground for the fourth fucking time in the series, but we don't have time for midnight to get a couple panels. Like it just like, I, I get, I mean, it's his own story. He does what he wants. It just feels so weird that we couldn't have gotten a panel or two more here. At least, like, even if Midnight, like, we just see her get jumped and then goes away. We don't even see her, like, look like she has a fighting chance going on. We don't get to see her have one last good moment. Like, it's it just so weird of, like, as looking back at some of the chapters of, like, how we have, like, three or four page dedicated to something and then Midnight's an off-screen death. And I agree. They're, mm-hmm. The issue with women writing and all that kind of stuff. So, I think it's a whatever thing. I think they could even just do it by adding a flashback right before she goes off to fight and then something like that. We don't even have to see her get jumped or anything like that. I think something as small as that could make me happy, which you wouldn't do in the manga as much. Um, but for me, it just didn't hit well. And it just continues on with the whole idea that death in My Hero Academia doesn't really exist. Um, because this is still really the only de- second death that doesn't happen. They don't even really address it outside of one panel. And we then we really do move on. I don't think there's really much mentions of Midnight even dying after the chapter where we see her dead. There's Maybe a, one or two. There's, there's a, t- a couple panels because they do the memorial and stuff like that, and Midnight's True. one of the faces on there. So they they do go back to it a little bit. 
Um, and I'm trying to remember in the more recent stuff if they have circled back to it, but it's been it's been a shit show recently, so I don't think yeah. they have. So, Dylan, I'll let you kind of move on to the next one to a death that was actually done really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's now going back um, to talking more about Hawks, but it's not just Hawks. It's about the relationship that Hawks and Twice have and that relationship ultimately leading to a betrayal that leads to Twice's death. And oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it is so good. It's so good. It's so perfect. And like, it, it, and it, it's so perfect because at this moment, at like this moment of where it's really happening we're kind of thinking that hawks might be bad still like we're still on the fence uh, about that and then also at the same time it's like twice as like the best villain like it, it's like both these characters who are like really close to being in the middle um obviously we see hawks is like purely good here but like twice is really endearing he he's had like what two episodes fully dedicated to him at this point yeah um his backstory one and then sad man's parade and they're both incredible episodes, and it leads into this, and you're just like, this is a bad guy, and I'm, like, sad that, uh, like, one of the villains <laughs> has died, and, like, that is, like, such a perfect way to write one of these characters, of having them being endearing, and not only that, like, I think for a lot of the, um, the League of Villains stuff, Twice is our point of view for a lot yeah. of it. Um, we yeah. get a lot of Shigaraki point of view, but a lot of it is actually through Twice's eyes, and I think that's what really drives it home, because after this moment, I think like Spinner kind of picks up a, a lot of that, and Spinner's also a great character for this. But Twice, Twice was the best. Twice was yeah. just the best. And I think there's just so many emotions. Like it's two chapters where all this kind of happens, where it opens up. Um, with Hawks, doesn't go in trying to kill, just enough so that he doesn't go on a sad man's parade rampage, pretty much. And then so we go through all that. We have the great moments where Twice calls Hawks. He's not even a hero. That he never were. Like you don't care about Toga. You don't care about this. Like you don't care about these people. We go through all those emotions. Then Dobby shows up, and Dobby's like, "Hey, go rampage!" Like shit. Is he about to go crazy now? When things are gonna get crazy, Sad Man Parade again. And then it goes back to Hawks actually having to kill him. And then the moment with Toga and Spinner as he melts in her arms, like. There are just so many roller coaster of emotions over two chapters, which will probably be an episode, half an episode here, which is also just crazy because there's really good fight scenes kind of with Hawks taking out all of the doubles um, and twice has some amazing lines here. So it's emotional. It's a roller coaster. I um, mean, it ends in the saddest way possible. So I said there's only been two deaths that really mattered. This is a third one with it being kind of a villain. I, I don't count it as much sometimes, but this was a Jeez. phenomenally done arc overall with twice hawks everything it's gut-wrenching man like twice his death hits you in the feels really bad because again because of how much screen time he's gotten you really connect with the character you know his backstory you know how he became a villain and it, it's not it's not like he had this like breaking point of deciding oh i'm a villain now or oh i'm a bad guy it was this just like one thing after another and you just know he's a very like he's he's a very human character and I think that is such a hard thing to do sometimes, especially especially in anime, to make a character like humanized, and twice is, and then yeah, Hawks awesome, and that is like, and we talked we like like four points ago we talked about Hawks is like he's a we know he's a real hero, but he's one of the only guys who's actually killed somebody. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he's uh yeah it oh, man it hits it hits hard. Anything you want to add to that, Dylan? I mean. Again, yep. this is, I would say this episode, even though I was talking about Miro and Best Genius being the most hype one, like I think this is the episode I'm the most excited to see. 
I think the Bakugo Deku moment's kind of right behind it, but just knowing the emotional impact and hoping that they do this well and knowing that it's pretty much been set up for a solid season of Hawks kind of going bad, twice getting so much attention last season. Like, they've done such a long time of setting it up of twice being a threat, but also having this close relationship with Hawk, and you know it has to end somehow. Um, so, again, I think this is definitely the episode or moment in all of season six that I'm the most excited to see. But... There's one I mean, who, who even wants who even wants to take I mean James you can I'll, take this I'll, but I'll, fuck I, it's, I a, mean, it's a big one is it I mean okay so the biggest one it's the biggest one but it's the it's like the one we all knew it was the one we all knew was coming but it's it's the Dobby reveal it's Dobby revealing that you know he's he's a part of a Devers lineage he is like he's the forgotten son and then not only that he airs all of Endeavor's dirty laundry tells them how fucked up the family is like everybody finds out about it and like yeah we all knew endeavor like the, the like you know they both use fire like yeah his fire is blue that's it but like it gets so heavy so fast because you don't just have the reveal of like oh i have a villain son but you find out how much of a piece of shit endeavor is and how like you know and i think it really starts like putting the pieces together of why he's trying to atone and all this stuff. And this is where you really start seeing, I, th I think more character development on Endeavor's side as well, following this point. But this initial reveal is whole, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. <laughs> it like, and, and it's also set up for, we, we talked about a lot of moments being set up for TV, but I actually do think this one is really good too. Because if you think about it, the scene opens up, it's, it's a TV. The TV turns on, and you just see him sitting there talking. You're like, "Hold up, what's going on?" <laughs> and then he bends down and wipes away his hair, revealing like the different color. Like, yeah, and, and, oh, like I can imagine exactly the way that the scene's gonna look. And I think the important thing is, is as long as an anime viewer hasn't had it spoiled for them, they're gonna have the same reaction as us, of where we go, "Hold up, this is obvious." Like, like, like the, the theory is so obvious that you just write it off. Right. Cause uh, like almost no fan theory is correct. Like, even though it seems pretty close, but like to sit there and go, they're not, they're not actually going to do it. Are they? And then yeah. they do it. Like I, 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 I remember our group chat too, when that happened, because this was at this point, it's going to be like two, three years ago at this point. A long yeah. time ago. Yeah. yeah well, and when it happened, we were losing it. Absolutely <laughs> losing it. Yeah, it was it was one of those things that you knew it was gonna happen, but you didn't know how it was gonna happen. And then when we got it, we were like, "Holy shit!" Like, it, it, yeah, it was it was something else, man. And an another thing to add on to it is that's not even the end of the scene because that that's the also the scene that leads right into the um, the best genus part because he's like, "Oh yeah," because because Hawks is such a Hawks isn't a good guy either because he's always hanging out with Endeavor. He did this thing the genus, and then that's when it's like. Nope, sorry, I, and he rolls in. So, like, if you think about it, this is going to be two episodes back-to-back. -back. This is oh, going to be the... It's too... I can't handle it. I actually can't handle how great those two episodes back-to-back. -back. It's going to be the best two weeks. It's going to be the best two weeks. Yeah, just remembering reading these chapters now, too, it was... it was Like, that was, what, like, fucking, like, um, two months of hype. Like, just every every week was just... Uh, every crazy. single chapter was, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope they drive that home in the anime. I really hope they do all this kind of justice. There's so many moments, but if you just focus on those big ones, 
fill in the gaps with some cool fighting in between, you're going to nail this season. All you have to do is hit those Big Ten moments and just fill in the gaps, and you have a phenomenal season of My Hero Academia. And this is no doubt because it, I mean, it kind of opens up Shoto and Endeavor's relationship, that uh, Toyo and Toya's and Endeavor's relationship. I mean, and then he, I mean, and Dobby's just so lackadaisical in all this too. So like as it's happening, he's just dancing around and the chapter is what he called Dobby's dance or whatever. Um, and just like, he thinks he's just the smartest motherfucker in the world, stopping an entire war just to drop this bomb in the middle. And you know, the second that chapter starts about two panels in that, yep, things have changed even in the middle of a war that like, this is the next level that this is going to have big repercussions that we do see down the road. So it is just such a cool moment that had been building for three seasons, probably. I think season five is really where we started getting attention on it, but you kind of get the ideas of why Shoto hates him so much. I think we saw a video of Toya um, very early on, and then Shoto was talking about his past and all that kind of stuff. Like It's been set up for so long, and then actually learning the backstory of Dobby, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Season six yeah. is going to be a good one, boys. I mean, these are six moments. I mean, we had a, a bunch of honorable mentions. There's other moments, too, that maybe we just don't remember. Maybe we didn't want to include in here. We want to try to keep it about 30 minutes. So I think just because these are six moments we want doesn't mean that someone else's favorite moment might not be on this list. I think a lot of characters kind of get moments. Uh, Uraka and... Um, Uraka gets a moment. I can't think of uh, their name it's right the now. Whole, it's the whole Giga Gigamachia thing, right? Like... With like the with, the canister and everything like that. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think. What's the what's the villain girl's name? That was close to twice. Why am oh, I blinking? The toga fight. Yeah, the toga, the toga yeah, fight. fight. Maraca, they fight and they have like a really weird but interesting moment there too. Like again, I can't believe I just completely blanked on the name that hard there. But like that's a moment that we didn't really think of. But that was a really cool chapter when we read it. Like there's so many little things that you just do kind of those B plots to fill in the gaps. We didn't talk about Gigamachi at all and all that kind of stuff. Like. Season six should be nonstop action from start to finish. And that's completely okay because there's enough there to sustain it. It's going to be unhinged. It's going to be unhinged. I'm so ready for it. Any last note before we wrap it up? I think that was a big six moments that we're all excited about. We'd love to hear what everyone's favorite moments or moments we missed down in the comments below. But before we wrap up this episode, anything else you guys want to call out or any specific honorable mention to either one of you want to mention? I have a, an honorable mention uh, that I think we we completely forgot about, um, but the Jiro and uh, Denki moment uh, that they have raised at the beginning of it. I'm actually really excited to see that animated because uh, they brush over it so quickly, but it's like the moment of where it's like, oh, there is like some romance, ha- like at like oh, a very, yeah. very surface level. But like, it's like the only bit of ad besides, uh, you know, Deku and Uraka, but like, that's the only other moment where we're like, oh, there's two characters that actually just like might like each other. Uh, and it's a really nice, sweet moment too. So I mean, I'm excited to see that. Oh my God. And Denki literally becomes Thor at the start it all off where he just shoots the giant ass thunder into the sky. Or He's takes so it. cool during this. Oh, like yeah, there are right. so like, again, there's so many moments that like, you have to reread the entire war arc like five times over to remember all of them. Like, God, I'm so excited for this season, boys. So I think that's just the best way to kind of wrap it up. A lot of crazy moments. We'll be continuing to talk about it. I think we have the recap. We have the primer. We have big questions for season six. Um, we might have one or two other kind of topics coming up here too. So from this week on, it'll be all season six or a recap of season five. And we'll be talking about a lot of big things. So if there's questions, comments, anything you guys want us to talk about in the next upcoming weeks as we're kind of getting ready for season six, make sure to leave it down in the comments below or go to youtube.com slash class1a 
Uh, if you're listening on the podcast platform, but otherwise you can reach us on twitter.com slash class one, a pod, reach out to us wherever you want. We're always happy to talk my hero academia, especially season six. So thank you all so much for listening to us ramble about really cool moments, for 30 minutes, but season six is set to be amazing. We cannot wait to be there with you. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time.